What's up, Dune fans? Welcome back to the Do Not Enter podcast, where today our vengeful doctor takes out the current Lord of the Spice. I'm your host, Humphrey Shu, and joining me are my friends and co-hosts, Fillmore John. Hey guys, it looks like things are starting to get spicy. Pun intended, by the way. Wow, that was a bad pun. And Nolan Zhang. <laughs> Maybe we'll finally get to see our one and only true savior, Paul Atreides, become Son Goku himself. Oh no, is wow. this an anime what reference? Oh, what yeah. a we. Okay, wow. Well, <laughs> <All right. laughs> I don't of Dragon Ball, so... It's, it's us ostracizing <laughs> Nolan in the first 30 seconds of the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. We're going to discriminate against weebs, though. Yeah. Well, blame my dad. I don't know where that VCR came from, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it just, hey, it, it, it appeared out of nowhere. It is a masterpiece. <laughs> it's probably good. It was probably good. Mm-hmm. Anyways, how have y'all's weeks been? It's been crazy hectic. AP season ramping up. Yeah. Um, well, that's true. But this week's been pretty good because, well, we're recording this on Easter weekend. So this is a long weekend for yeah. all of us, which is good because I got some rest. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's nice. That is very nice. My week was pretty bad. I had to like oh. write this paper. That oh. was super long it was when i was done with it it was around twenty-three thousand characters around wow. three thirty-five hundred words wow that's, that's, yeah. all, all like all in one sitting yeah well not not in one sitting but in in all around in three week. three or four days dang Jeez, that's, wow that's torture, yeah yeah that's <laughs> that's what did you have to write this paper on uh-huh. okay so we had to look at six different articles and we have to find three different quotes from each article, explain yeah. them in seven to eight sentences. And then I have to go to this book called Catcher in the Rye. It's quite good. I recommend okay. it. But, yeah. And then we have to find some more evidence from there and relate it to the article's quotes. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's... Yeah. Oh, I have something similar, but for IB, I have my English IO. So um, it's like it's not like that level of writing. It's actually oral exams. It's a speaking thing. Uh, we basically do analysis on... Yeah, yeah. We, we do two text evidences. One is like non-literary and a little is literary. I chose like some Maxwell House posters from like the 1950s and I chose text from like, the things they carried. And I speak for like 10 minutes on my own about some like global topic. And because it was easy, I chose like women and like their identity and how changing domestic roles like affected men and women, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then like five minutes, for five minutes, my teacher will be asking questions to me. And it, that's not even the worst part because like this is for English, but when I do my, when I do my, like my foreign language IO, it'll be the same thing, but in another language. I'm oh like, no, that's... So, like, <laughs> I'm gonna, I can't speak for 10 minutes in another language. Wait, you're doing what, Italian? In... Italian is my oh, first no. Oh my god. Yeah, and you're doing HL Italian, right? And then... No, I'm doing SL, because like oh. HL, no, no. That, I don't know what the difference is. It's standard and then higher yeah, level. Higher yeah. level. Yeah. Oh yeah. My. I'm not gonna make it guys, so um <laughs> Good luck, Nolan. You'll, you'll get full points on your IB exam anyway. Yeah, yeah, I don't heard, worry about I heard, like, it. Like, all I do is do average it out. That's what my teacher told me. So as long as I do well in other areas, it'll be okay per se. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'll be alright. It'll definitely be alright. Um yeah. well that How was your weekend, Humphrey? Um my weekend's been okay catching up. I think I shifted my sleep schedule a little now i sleep a little later and get up a little later but it's still sleeping uh more than i do normally so that's good um (laughs) tomorrow i get to go and uh do some coding competition practice with some of my friends um and because we have uil uh, regionals this friday which is pretty exciting yeah um, but we we have uh, a pretty minuscule chance because everybody is very smart in Houston, but uh, we can we're we're practicing. Um, it's okay. Just keep a positive mindset. That's something to look forward to. And after that, I get to go to a friend's birthday party. So nice, that's fun. Birthday parties. Yeah, I haven't been, I haven't to, been a, to one in a long time. Same. I was about to say I haven't been to one. In, I don't know how many years. Um, <laughs> oh wow. Well, I can't really say the same. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Party boy Fillmore. Yeah. Okay. okay. I went to one for like the first time in years in like hey. around around a month ago. Oh, okay. okay, that's, okay. Fair. That's, fair. that's fair. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Um, anyways yeah so not too much happening here but there is a lot happening in this chapter so nolan i'll let you take it away with the epigraph okay so in the epigraph it states do you wrestle with dreams do you contend with shadows do you move in a kind of sleep time has slipped away your life is stolen you tarried with triples victim of your folly so uh actually in the book like in my book is actually lays out like a poem where it's actually line by line and it's really 
interesting because when I read that, I was like, wow, so poetic. It's actually from the dirge for Jamis on the funeral planes from the songs of Muad'Dib by the Princess Irulan. And the truth is, when I read this, I was like, wow, whoever this Jamis person is, they just got disrespected right <laughs> yeah, now. Because like, yeah. <laughs> they just told him that he just led a troubled life. But at the same time, the whole trouble that he went through was purposeless. Yeah. And at the end of the... At the very least, the Muad'Dib song for Jamis just seems to have, like, telling us that he has allowed his life to run away from him, like sand through his fingers. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, maybe I'm having, like, the wrong interpretation of this dirge. However, I mean, it might just be tradition, right? Like, to sing mm -hmm. that when someone dies. Mm -hmm. But still, it seemed a little pointed, because, like, why are you telling a dead person, like, they lived their life of folly when they're dead? Like, come on, they're dead. Like, they don't need this negativity in their in their afterlife yeah you're just sab right, right. sabotaging their their eulogy right it's even more they depressing hear you, than they'd be dead. so mad i know mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> they'd be rolling in their grave yeah mm -hmm. so i mean when they mention the funeral planes it kind of sounds like a grave site or maybe a place where, like a, where a large battle took place yeah Mass grave <laughs> uh-huh right i yeah. mean if funeral planes it just sounds very ominous um, yeah it does but i, I mean i'm gonna jump a little bit here and then say that this is leto jamis because he's he's contending with shadows he's moving in a kind of oh. sleep he's he hasn't he's literally hasn't slept right so you think jamis mm, is i think right. jamis is yeah he literally hasn't slept he's kind of sleepwalking because he's so overwhelmed by all the burdens on him right and this time has slipped away your life is stolen i think that's pretty clear he's okay. running out of time and you tarried with trifles victim of your folly i feel like his folly could be his skepticism of the people closest to him when in reality you should have been depending on them um yeah so there's a lot of and of course i'm i'm kind of skewing my bias towards this and i'm interpreting it in a way that suits my assertion right but i mean that's it's okay yeah like, it's your first time reading the book so like this is like this is your first impression of what it is so that's definitely a, that's a, that's a yeah. healthy interpretation yeah I think... i'm a little biased because i've read through it so <laughs> yeah okay. Don't, no spoilers but um uh -huh. right so yeah so that's my first really my first guess at who this jamis character could be um but mm -hmm. there are a few ways i guess to just prove it is that um from what we see in this chapter alito will not die on a plane right um, right. And he will not have a funeral because he dies essentially as no one. Uh, so I mean, you don't know that. Maybe maybe just like an epic yeah. escape story waiting to happen. Guys. Yeah, I mean we never know. There, <laughs> I, I don't mean, think so. I, I was just discussing Prism this break. with yeah. I was just discussing this with Fillmore, and there this whole book so far has progressed rather how we would expect it to. There hasn't been That's any true. plot twists or super you know unexpected things that happen so right so i'm really just confirmed. waiting waiting for the yeah. first thing to catch me off guard really it's been the the pacing and the timing that has caught me off rather than the plot mm -hmm. that's true i mean you're not wrong there yeah, yeah. they also confirmed that he's gonna die in an earlier past or earlier chapter so yeah i see that yeah yeah definitely um it reminds me reminds me of tolkien too he did some similar things where he foreshadows something really far away and it's a really big plot point and then he just foreshadows it i don't know 100 pages before it happens so mm -hmm. it's uh yes yeah, i'm kind of used to that but um so now let's dive into the the meat of the story here so we're back to leto's point of view um he receives an ominous note um and i'll read this a column of smoke by day a pillar of fire by night so do y'all have any ideas of what this means uh actually this is a pretty like biblical illusion of like the old testament so i've been mentioning throughout this book whenever like the bible usually gets brought in as a reference it's typically referring to moses mm -hmm. and this is a pretty huge part of the moses story because this is when god was like physically leading moses and the other israelites out of egypt so he basically like when they were walking up egypt he appears to them in front of them like a pillar of smoke by day and like a pillar of fire by night guiding them right, right. so mm -hmm. here's the thing though it's a little confusing here because it's, that's obviously not what it means right mm -hmm. but um yeah I, i'm gonna presume that it means that either the fremen are like waiting for the atreides to take the lead because like they're delivering a message right they're possibly like waiting for paul to like rise up and like declare himself their muadib because currently right now he's kind of like I guess hiding in a way he's not like he's like he's staying out of the old prophecies right so i feel like maybe the fremen are asking for pod like step up or, like leto to assume like this role of like i don't know some savior i guess mm -hmm. that's what i'm thinking mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i'm not from a religious background so my interpretation was way different i oh. honestly thought it meant something more ominous such as the atreides base is going to be a column of smoke currently 
or a cloud oh. of smoke by day and a yeah. pillar of fire by night. So in other words, they're going to get destroyed. Literally a pillar of fire is what you're getting at here. Yeah. They, they literally get burned to the ground. I mean, that's a healthy interpretation considering we just had the whole last... It's like, this is still, remember, the last gun is still a possibility. They've been smuggled right. in, right? So, uh, yeah. Are, boom, it's still possible. Yeah, I really, I really personally could not find an interpretation of this. And Lido doesn't either. He literally says, what does it mean? Uh, <laughs> so, right. But it, it's an ominous start to a very, yeah, very dark chapter, in my opinion. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, literally moving forward, like he already stated right off the bat that he's tired. But the thing is, it's not even dawn yet. So, uh, like, do y'all think he pulled an all-nighter, or do y'all think he just had nightmares and couldn't sleep? He definitely pulled an all-nighter. He Oof. mentions later in the chapter that he hasn't slept since the dinner party, which was around two days ago, I think. Right. Okay. Yeah. He's I a mean, real polished student. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's sleep deprived, right? So, I mean, I'm personally not quite as sleep deprived but i know I the feel yeah, i definitely know the feeling i've had nights That's where true. i haven't only got a few winks of sleep but it does seem that the anti-fatigue pills are mainly stimulant pills and don't actually substitute for a good night's rest because Lido wouldn't be complaining about the pills quote-unquote wearing thin otherwise right he would still yeah. he would right. still feel per perfectly energetic if it actually substituted for the the natural processes Actually yeah, I, I guess it's more like an energy drink, like we speculated earlier in an right. earlier episode. So we know that their technology isn't advanced enough yet to provide nutrients and stimulate the brain and you know and give allow for the normal functions that would normally happen during sleep to happen yeah. I mean, with the in pill. a way like yeah. he could have imagine like if it was like an IV core, like an IV drip except in the patch. <laughs> Just uh -huh. slap it on you and like you get all the energy from the IV drip and energy and nutrients. That'd be pretty cool. Mm, that would be interesting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um but they're not there yet. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so um the Fremen messenger quote unquote slipped into the night like some smoky shadow. Uh okay. so I suppose they have the ability to just kind of disappear. It reminds me of the Rangers from Rangers Apprentice, if either of y'all have read that, um, where they could yeah, control where God. and when they they could be seen. I remember the Rangers had these cloaks, and of course that was uh that, that's a little bit more physical, right? Um, this is metaphorical, but the Rangers could kind of control that. Oh, I want you to see me, so I'll appear, and then if I want to disappear, oh, I'll yeah. just blend into the background. Story. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Do you know who else has the ability to, to just disappear? Uh, your dad. No? Yeah, my dad. <laughs> what? Uh, what? Yo. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. But the thing is, like, having this whole reference of the smoke right away after we just got the letter kind of makes me suspicious because usually a, a like, the author doesn't put two references of smoke back to back. Uh, uh -huh. It's kind of awkward, in my opinion. Right. So maybe uh, this is getting me wondering, like, if I'm maybe in misinterpreting what I said earlier. Uh, possibly, I feel like maybe it's like reversed instead. So maybe like the Fremen are the key to guiding the Atreides to the desert of Arrakis because currently, right now, the guy disappeared in the in the, in the cloud of smoke, right? Well, uh -huh. it's a smoky yeah. And the smokes are the signs, yeah. Yeah. So and the smoke is the sign that they need to follow. So that's maybe it's like the other way around. Maybe it's Leto who needs to follow them, and he's failing to do that, or like maybe he's not devoted enough to committing them. Mm -hmm. That definitely mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. And there's it's purely speculation because there's not too many text evidence to support us yeah, otherwise well, right uh-huh but yeah um but here Lido finally decides to stop playing games and confront jessica about this whole situation mm -hmm. but i still feel it's kind of weird because i'll be honest he's been with her for 16 years right yeah how is he still doubting her like i know he eventually decides that he's not going to doubt her right but just these doubts like or like, is she like, or is there like a doubt, like, or is there a possibility that she, I need to keep her in dark, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I find it disturbing because like initially I thought it was just Hawat who was a little paranoid because you know the whole Mentap versus Benedictine thing, but I'm starting to see that maybe there's a bit more widespread fear than we initially thought of like everyone surrounding the Benedictines because maybe. Maybe it's true, like maybe the Bene Gesserits are seen as witches by more than just Hawa. Like maybe even Lido has some inherent fears about what they're trained in. Mm, yeah. I, w I wonder what the prejudice against the Bene Gesserit are like, though, or is like. Because like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not really sure true. that everyone shares the same views that 
someone like Hawat does. Because <laughs> it would be sad to think that everyone thinks that they're witches or Wait, who, some sort of evil group. Who else called the Banister witches? Do you all remember? Apart um, from Hawat. I think um, apart- the Baron. I think like, was, was it yeah. the Baron? That's why I, I assumed it was from Chapter 2, right? Like, because I remember there was one other instance of uh-huh. them being called witches. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I don't but, know, though. Yeah. Because, like, this book itself kind of, because it's from, like, Paul and mostly, like, Jessica's point of view or, like, their story, right? Right. I feel it might not touch as heavily so far on the prejudice, prejudices because they've kind of lived in a sheltered life where it's between them two, right? And mm-hmm. they live inside their castle. They're well-respected, so maybe we'll see more prejudice or maybe not because I know the Fremen kind of revered a Bene Gesserit, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe we'll see more signs of this, like, classism racism i don't know mm-hmm. yeah I, I suppose mm. not i don't even know yeah uh, societyism because <laughs> society. technically a society right differences um, yeah society yeah i was about to say but i think it's not necessarily out of fear or skepticism of the bene Gesserit in general that leto is having all these doubts about jessica i think oh. he's probably just paranoid and Hawat, we know Hawat is paranoid because mm-hmm. Hawat's a mentat but leto leto is he, probably is just paranoid with all this all this darkness surrounding him and all this uncertainty um he probably doesn't believe he could trust anyone even his partner right so he's liable to have these second thoughts especially in his head i mean it's just a nature of humans to doubt right so um, yeah it's so, just how far he's cracked yeah it's it's reasonable i'm not saying i like it and i'm not saying it's correct but i'm saying it's reasonable given the circumstances right and, yeah Another weird thing that I noted while reading this chapter was despite having all like this paranoia, right, about like who is who and like where do they stand, interestingly enough, the Atreides are kind of cheaping out on their light source, okay? Like uh-huh. they described as tiny illuminators. They said, I think, what, what was the measurement? Uh, um, uh, like 20, was it 26 feet? Was it? Uh, uh, it's, it was a meters, but I converted it. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll look for it. You can keep going. I think it was three meters, actually. But yeah, look for it and confirm. But mm-hmm. it's like 26 feet apart. And if it's anything like the gas lamps that we have now. Eight meters. From like their, yeah, yeah, eight, meters, eight meters. Eight meters apart. That's that's like so far apart. You can't see anything because they provide almost no illumination. So it's like a little speck of light and just darkness everywhere on the hallway. So right, yeah. despite being paranoid, like he isn't putting in the security measures that he needs. I don't know. Yeah, okay. that's interesting. So my first thought was they must be broke like me. But <laughs> Honestly. I'm pretty sure later in the chapter they mentioned that UA shut down the generators. And oh. that's why. Was that the I shield generators like, though? Or was it just the No, I think it was just though? all the generators. Like oh, the power okay. energy generators. Yeah, it's just this generator room. Yeah, yeah. no sound So I would assume right. these are kind of like an uh, emergency lights. Because, yeah, you know, buildings when... The power mm-hmm. goes out. They the emergency lights. Yeah, there's out. like those strips directing to the exit. Yeah, right? and then so I would assume these are similar. Oh, okay, I I can totally see that. Yeah, there's probably but some Lita's better not, illumination. I don't know. Lita just doesn't seem suspicious, which is another problem. In yeah, he, yeah, he, no, because if it if your theory proves true and it was just emergency lighting, then Lita should have known that the generators were down, right? So I just don't know oh, it, yeah, was it true. was it a fallacy in logic given the situation or was it or just like not afford <laughs> or, yeah or maybe or maybe it's as as your first prediction was it's just they're just broke yeah i'm sorry i don't know <laughs> um, i mean to be fair he hasn't gotten sleep for around two days so yeah he so probably wouldn't be thinking straight he probably yeah. isn't even like opening his eyes anyway <laughs> he's probably, even, he's he's probably like... he's literally sleepwalking <laughs> as the as the uh, epigraph suggested right well everything's dark right. to him anyway uh-huh yeah <laughs> It's just plus i mean the dark environment merely contributes to the foreboding i mean dark and dingy hallway it's like where most of the murders take place it's just mm-hmm. dark it's not a dark alley but it's the dark hallway mm. and you, you can just from personal experience i see <laughs> oh, yeah you can yeah. i mean but the thing is you can you can visualize it really well uh especially yeah, you true. can visualize there's there's no lights you can just see these specks of glowing in in the ceiling right the long shadows being casted every time you yeah walk and by. then and yeah. then suddenly just you stumble over a body it's what it's like ah! yeah it's 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 like a horror game straight yeah. out of a horror movie yeah, yeah honestly um so uh-huh. it's it's quite horrifying i wonder i wonder if herbert ever wrote any horror stories because yeah so um, it's a pretty Dude, horrifying scene here. yeah stephen king runner up <laughs> 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 okay another thing that i noted about uh 
Herbert's writing throughout this chapter was like, I like how especially he wrote about Leto's thoughts, especially when he went to turn on his shield generator, right? Well, like his personal shield. Yeah. Uh, it, he wrote, but refrain because that would limit his movements, his hearing, dot, dot, dot. And because the captured shipment of Lasguns had left him filled with doubts. Because here's the thing. It's interesting because it is revealed that shields are kind of like sparring armor, right? Like you gain like super hard protection, but at the same time, it limits your range of motion. So like you can't move like you always do freely. Uh, but also like describes that there's like a, I remember before it mentioned there was like a slight buzzing, like slight like smell, like ozone smell, where mm-hmm. the shield activate and beats the air. Yep. But because of the whole dot, dot, dot section, it seems that to Lido, that's not what he's worried about for real because like he's trained with the shield before, right? That's what Paul and Lido train all, all the time. He's actually worried about the last guns. And okay, initially I thought last guns were humongous, like artillery pieces, because like I thought like a huge laser to cause atomic need to be like that's that what big. I expected. Yeah. But, it's, yeah, but it seems that it's just like a laser gun, right? It's, it's like a Star uh, Wars yeah. gun in a way. But like if yeah. it's really that, like if it's really that small, does that mean like you can actually like set up a like a atomic level explosion by just shooting at a massive house shield that's uh, what i'm thinking uh, this is, it's just not. this is just laser tag but with laser tag, with large like consequences yeah like don't block <laughs> yeah don't I, block because because <laughs> i mean dodge it. because yeah, just dodge. yeah because in quantum physics it's essentially where the, the a nuclear chain reaction is started by you you split an atom and then it releases neutrons and energy, right? And the, the, these neutrons go run around and they hit other atoms and those atoms split and then bang, chain reaction. So what, what, but the thing is, we don't know what these shields are made of. Um, so the the fact that a laser, I mean, a laser is just concentrated energy, right? It hits the oh, shield and then we don't know how, how it would cause the chain reaction. So what's your idea? Uh, I was thinking, you know how like the shield slows and then eventually halts like a fast moving object maybe uh-huh. the atoms like once they like like i don't know like a, like a gel like a fluid like like a syrup type of thing uh-huh. where with something moving too fast it'll automatically like bend and where it slows the thing until it halts and then maybe the laser is like super pointed in a way that it just breaks the atom and because of how it works when it breaks it like it's forced to harden right but because it's broken it, it, it like it drags everything in, and that's when it sets up the alert chain reaction. So, like, it's right, but know. but what you're speaking of hardening would essentially mean that the shields are composed of matter, which wouldn't make yeah, sense because the shields can't generate matter because it's just far too small, right? So, so I mean, that's why I always assumed it was electric. Um, yeah, but this is the answer to the question: when an immovable object hits an unstoppable force, and there's just an explosion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh. I suppose it's yeah that I I can kind of imagine that happening. To be honest, um, <laughs> it just yeah. cuts through the shield. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it's just when when this concentrated energy hits the thing, it has nowhere to go. It reflects, and then I I, I mean, I can't imagine. Yeah, um, what what would happen? And of it's course, sci-fi. and and of course, <laughs> none of us are physicists. I'm speaking from a from an AP Physics two level knowledge, so I just don't really know. I'm speaking from like a base level IB Physics one that got seventy five on the test. Okay, guys, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> don't. Yeah, I mean, you knew seventy five percent of the material. I think that's pretty good in my books. That is pretty good. Yeah. A seventy five on the AP exam gives you a the gets you a five. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> of course, no spoilers. But if any viewers want to correct uh, what we just said, uh, please just uh, send us an email. Right. That would be great. Yes. Right. Um. It's kind of dis- disconcerting, though, that such a powerful weapon can be so small. Mm-hmm. It's like holding a mini nuke on you at all times. Yeah. Isn't it the, yeah. isn't that the person's fault for shielding their house? And then, like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, either, still way. either way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's no longer speak softly and carry a big stick. It's speak loudly and carry a small stick. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but it's. In my opinion, it's a bit unreasonable, in my opinion, that Leto fears the Lasgun. Because didn't they already eliminate Lasguns as a form of assassination? Considering the atomic blast would violate interstellar codes or something, it would trigger some warning signs in the Imperium. I mean, it's too flashy and too Harkonnen. So the Harkonnens won't I mean, risk risk their behinds, you know, going that far. Yeah. In my I'm opinion. I'm going to say this, but... Um war is tricky like everyone says they won't do it but then in times of warfare it's always like on a different level your brain's different you know just look at like russia and ukraine like everyone says they won't throw the atomic bomb 
but then Putin keeps threatening it. Like it's just like it's weird. Like everyone's gonna be like, no, he won't ever. And eventually they do, and it's like, oh, this is awkward, you know? <laughs> so yeah. it's like that. We gotta send it back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a lose-lose situation. There's not much like, you can yeah. do. You Mutual don't know until they actually do it. It's just like a game of chicken at this point. Yeah. I mean, they yeah, lost well, seven trillion, seven trillion dollars. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah. If I had one percent of that, I would be one of the richest people in the world. Honestly, me too. Uh, me too. <laughs> Anyways, so Lido finds a gray blob on the ground, and we find out that it's Tuik, the smuggler yeah, from earlier. So this would be a very scary situation. I don't know why Lido doesn't immediately call for guards because his safety is pro probably compromised. At this point. Definitely. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know why it's Tubic that's killed, and we'll discuss both him and Mapes, uh, the other victim, um, a, li a little bit later on, right? But yeah, I don't, I don't know like, where did all the guards go? It's just, <laughs> they disappeared. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, so the, here's the thing: when the book first mentioned Muley, I thought he had heard like a cat or like some feline animal, because I was like. Right. Okay. <laughs> so in the cat. I really, okay, I did not just yell on a microphone, guys. I, that was not recorded ever. We caught it in 4K. <laughs> We're clipping that. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, but when it says mewling, I kind of felt like it's kind of the wrong way to describe someone who had just been injured and like in the attack on their life. I honestly thought like Lido was hearing something else, but like really, oops, never mind. He's hearing I really, things. <laughs> I thought like. I was like, it's just an animal. Yeah. Right? Like, you heard something meow. Like, it's like, okay, that's fine. Like, it's okay. It's just another thing in the in the distance. Mm -hmm. But I honestly thought Mapes would really last longer because, like, I had hope for her. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I she did literally too. dies like right before like anything significant happens from the Muad Deep. So oh, right, it's like, just literally the only significant thing that happened to her was like she uh, she had the Chris knife and then Paul and saved her saved life. Paul. Yeah. yeah Paul, she, she Paul saved her. She she baited the, the yeah. True. Out. True. 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 That's true, yeah. I honestly thought the muling was quite fitting because when you see something hurt that's or something that's hurt in the wild, such as a lion, they mule. They don't growl. They literally mule from the pain. Mm -hmm. So I think Herbert's ecological background made him choose that word for this case. Yeah, yeah possibly. Like, I don't know. It's like from movies. And like, I don't, obviously, I've never seen someone like get stabbed to death. So I don't know how, what sounds they make at that point. But just like, from like a movie perspective, most people like in movies kind of scream, so that's kind of what I thought. Well, like, yeah. I mean, what I remember from Lord of the Rings is that um, Christopher Lee playing Saruman, he's stabbed in the back, and then what I remember is that since he's a horror, he, he like plays a lot of like horror characters. He says when you get stabbed in the back, kind of the you don't really make a sound; the breath is just pushed out of you. You like yeah you just get it's yeah. just like a whoosh you know yeah. so instead of like drawing breath i think the original script was when he got stabbed he would draw breath like you know but what, no, instead he would just yeah. exhale which is the actual correct <laughs> way according to according to sir christopher lee right so that was just um so that's something i guess to keep in mind here uh, but, yeah. I, but i don't know what sound you would make after uh after you know you got yeah, stabbed and just left there um right but it's a little too graphic for this podcast so right um, right no but but regarding your earlier point about maybe so last longer i totally agree so the deaths of these characters felt quite out of nowhere and i won't say pointless mm -hmm. because i don't know what herbert's is getting at right here um but i suppose herbert needs a way to introduce the action and what better way to yeah. do it really than kill off two side characters both of which really only had a few lines and no significant contribution to the plot um, yeah i can see that yeah somewhat yeah yeah in my opinion though and this is um like a little bit bigger uh the the whole chapter felt slightly out of place to me generally there's a multi-chapter build up to huge events like this yeah and it really we just came from what a dinner party and to uh to to jessica's confrontation it was just some heart-to-heart -heart talk it wasn't anything super tense or what well it was tense but nowhere near as tense as this this is straight out of a horror plot yeah, right it's really so, abrupt yeah and so all the the last few chapters were unsettling i'll give them that they weren't super ominous or whatever so i know we've been saying that we're so excited to continue reading and that hopefully the next chapter contains the action but i never expected dramatic events would happen so soon because normally they would occur midway or two-thirds of the way through the book 
not I guess yeah, what, we we're, build we're up, less right? than we're less than a third of the way through here so it's yeah. i mean that's just my two cents personally and i'm not criticizing the writing i'm just saying from a plot-based perspective it threw me a bit um yeah yeah but maybe that's intentional because like it's supposed to come in like this yeah. would catch them off guard so yeah I don't know. It, it unsettled me just that it unsettled Lido. yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay but i think another thing that i want to talk about is how like masterfully uh herbert used these hyphens what, are you even hyphens like because like they're way longer than a hyphen yeah <laughs> I, I suppose know. we can call them hyphens there's so many weird and it's like m dash n dash hyphen i don't i don't know I don't all do, the differences i don't do those writing grammatical like <laughs> technical yeah. terms i'm not a journalist <laughs> but let me just read you some of the some of the quotes i uh, have so it says and chuek hyphen had jessica sent for him question mark and then like another one's he flashed a hand toward a shield switch, hyphen, too late. And then there's another one. There was stillness from the room behind him, hyphen, no sound of generators. So just the way that Frank Herbert writes, it's like he makes an observation of his surroundings, right? Or like he has like a realization or like a question of what's going on. But then, uh, but then the sec- next part is how Lido's mind is coming to comprehend the situation around him. In my opinion, it just shows that Lido is kind of not really... That's a little, I don't know. I don't want to criticize him, but he's obviously tired right now. So it seems mm-hmm. a little slow right sluggish. now. Cause, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's sluggish because mm-hmm. he perceives it and then he comes up with something like a second later. So if it was like an actual life and death situation, which actually it turned out to be, he's going to be like, you, he's going to be like, uh, what? <laughs> he's going to be like, assassin. And he's going to be like, no, that cannot be. Or like, oh no, that is. But like a second too late, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. And it was a second too late. He, he missed late, his shield. Yeah. yeah. It really, I mean, it really came really down to the wire. Yeah, he, he just, he saw, he, well, he didn't see Yue, but he, he had this weird feeling and he didn't act on it fast enough, right? He yeah. wasn't, mm-hmm. his gamer fingers weren't warmed up. Yeah, he hasn't been playing the reaction speed trainer online. Yeah. He has to hit the Kovacs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I'm surprised that he's able to think somewhat coherently at all. Because I know I would be freaking out and trying to get out of there as soon as possible. Bro, my heart would be 300 BPM there. And like, yeah. Ah! yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, it's just, that's just so scary. You, you, you find two dead people on the ground and don't, and in your mind is just running, you know, you're oh, next. And the blood is warm. So yeah, it's just, kill. it's just right here, you know. Yeah, I didn't see so anything. Scary. Walks back out. Yeah. <laughs> turns around. He just turns around, you know. <laughs> like, Imagine you're just blogging and you just see that. Uh, <laughs> just uh, sacrifice the cameraman and run <laughs> yeah i mean his mind is darting really 17 different directions at once he's constantly inundated with new information so to be honest him making some poor choices this chapter is definitely attributable to the fact that he literally has not had sleep and the fact that he has a lot of stress on him yeah mm-hmm. kids get some sleep okay eight hours a day eight hours a day yeah. <laughs> at least eight hours yeah and i will not follow my own advice yeah, but me too, but, you know, high school is like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. So to literally no one's surprise, Yue was the one that took both of them out, or I guess all three of them out. What a rascal. Because, yeah. yeah, I think this is the beginning of the end for the Atreides because Lido's going to die and everything's going to go downhill from here. Yeah, I mean, I have some hope for Paul, but he's got a lot of work to do to, <laughs> to ensure that he isn't the next person shot by a by tranquilizer dart. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know why UA chose this specific night. Um, and really where is everybody? You know, where's Hawaii? Where's Idaho? Did they not yeah. hear the scuffle in the hallway? House guards? Anyone? I mean, it's yeah, suddenly like, how it's Jessica just with her camera. Yeah, like I don't know. Yeah, is there, there's no cameras or whatever. Jessica suddenly had that that, that Jessica had those cameras in, in her room, right? Is there no security guard monitoring twenty four seven? I don't it's just I mean, okay, UA sabotage the generators, right? But the security guard should have caught that. And there's mm-hmm. no security, no guards anywhere in this long hallway that the dude goes down. I mean, I, I'm surprised they didn't station guards at regular intervals. So yeah, it's, it's unsettling. It, yeah, it's it's very unsettling. It's just empty. There's nothing. And it really shows it, it, it could either point to the fact that the Atreides are not rich enough to have that many higher hired guards right they're just understaffed or Lido's just far too confident that he's safe because Hawat already combed through um so we Mm -hmm. just 
we just don't know it's it's very unsettling i think I it's like most it's, likely the latter option because yeah we I mean, there's a lot of evidence yeah yeah they never I mean, would have expected ua to betray them i right. think it's a mixture of both because like it's been mentioned that their manpower has already stretched too thin especially when he assigned duncan to to a lady jessica there's like oh but like he could be used somewhere else you know because like our men are like tired you know uh-huh. so maybe it's a mixture of both so like in a way he has to be confident because if he wasn't confident it looked really bad anyway so it's just like you lose lose so like at least you can be positive about losing you know uh-huh. positive about losing yeah uh-huh. and then he actually lost it's like oh well mm-hmm. um so here's the weird thing though right UA whenever when Duke Lido asked like how could you like I thought you were conditioned mm-hmm. <laughs> so like US like special conditioning is described by UA himself as a pyrotechnic conscience P- paretic and, I guess paretic I don't know so, so I searched up what paretic means and it means like fevered feverish or inducing fever so so here's my knowledge because I watched my school's play called Fever Dream so it's like um like you feel something weird in your head right like it's like a it's like a pain that's there but it's not real right so i guess ua wishes like like if he wishes to disobey orders or like the or like how he should act like not kill the person that he's serving right he undergoes like immense mental pain which is what i'm guessing happens by the imperial conditioning right and it's like is it the tattoo on his forehead that causes the pain or is it had two on his forehead just like a symbol that he's already been conditioned i I don't know Hmm. i don't know i was thinking the diamond tattoo is there to show that he's been conditioned and it's kind of like a reminder for him Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's just the market conditioning too uh i don't think it's literally the the diamond is searing his forehead or something yeah yeah in a, a lot of like fantasy, like they make marks on someone's body, and like that mark causes the pain. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, I, 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 yeah remember, like, I remember that. Sci-fi. Yeah, there's. I remember. I, I don't remember what um, book it was from, but I remember there was some person that had a, a snake tattooed or something, and then what that that thing caused like it like burned them or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't remember, or maybe I'm just making it up. But uh, the, <laughs> there was something along those lines. So I totally, I totally get that. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's just a mark in this case. I don't think it's literally yeah. the diamond. But yeah. but from text evidence in this section, I'm pretty sure the imperial conditioning is against killing, just the yeah. act of killing in general. But it uh, implies but, it. Yeah, but if I had a few questions. So if it wars only against killing, um, what about stuff like betrayal or harming without killing, all these gray areas, right? So how would you condition for that? Because it's not clear the extent of this conditioning. Maybe you like, keeps thinking yeah. of this stuff. So it's not like just a thought either. Right? Yeah, maybe the way um the Harkonnens subverted this conditioning was through one of these kind of gray areas that we just don't know. Yeah. They found some sort of loophole. Yeah, it's just some sort of oh, he can like in this case maybe he he can't kill, but he can tranquilize, right? Um yeah, all something I see. like that. Yeah, so yeah. Wait, does that mean he's an accomplice then? If he killed the like, if he was not the one to stab them with the knife, does that mean he's an accomplice? I mean, pr- maybe, yeah, he's yeah. definitely accomplice. Yeah, potentially there was he had an accomplice with him. It could be someone like Kynes. Um, we just we just don't know. Yeah, rack his name through the dirt, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. yeah. Okay, but here's the thing. I don't understand how when UA gives a little tooth to. Duke Lido, it's just like, how did he get the materials for that? Because that looks like a, you will not find that on the market anywhere. Okay? Yeah, well, like, you, you find cannot... it on the black market. Well, maybe, but here's the thing. With how, like, with how everything is, like, tracked so closely, coming in and out of Iraq is, Iraq is especially just, like, because of imported from outer space, right? And, like, in a high state of emergency that the treaties are currently in, I'm surprised that it has not been discovered yet. So maybe it's like you had got hooked up with like some smugglers to bring it in for him. So I don't know. He probably has like a larger network of like of like black market dealers or something. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Since Yue is the mole, I think the Harkonnens were the ones that hooked him up. Oh, yeah, maybe, yeah. They also, also agents still, right? So it yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, probably hooked him up with materials. Definitely not the tooth. Yeah, not not the tooth. Not the tooth. He has. He probably had that one. Yeah. It. yeah, yeah, he's a he's a crafty one. That you, yeah. <laughs> he went to the suck school after all. Yeah, indeed. 
they taught him many things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number one engineering school in the in the universe. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, do you guys think that the dart is a hunter seeker, except to a lesser degree? So, unlike the one that attacked Paul, I think this one is meant for paralyzing the target instead of killing them. Um, I don't. Wasn't it mentioned that it's just like is it just a dart gun somewhere? Um, uh, I I can't find it so quickly, but uh, let me see. So he said. Yeah, yeah, I said UA began walking toward him, pocketing a dart gun. So I'm, oh. I'm assuming he just shot him. Yeah. That's I right. Uh, yeah, UA's got some skills. You know, he's got bro, the aim. Like, if he auto aim, bro. Like, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, UA, UA's literally <laughs> cheating. He has spin bot. Um, oh, he really modded entire server. <laughs> yeah, honestly, he's, uh, he's, he's got some hacks installed. We just don't know. <laughs> he's uh, a master coder. No, but seriously, <laughs> he sure has some aim. But it's, yeah, I don't think there's necessarily any, um, any homing system within the within the dart it's just probably a, a quite trivial dart gun in my opinion mm. yeah. yeah he must have very good aim indeed yeah yeah so as i speculated way earlier in another episode mm-hmm. ua is going to double cross the harkonnens yes he's yeah. going to try to assassinate the baron using the doke uh-huh. which is quite the devious plan yes definitely. It is. although there must have been a better way without him betraying the atreides um, yeah, because, like, here's the thing. Uh, UN mentioned that Lido was going to die anyway, but the truth is, UN was one of the major reasons why you, I mean, Lido's going to die anyway. So, like, he's yeah. like a contributor. So, I don't know. I think, I think UA was the main reason Lido is going to die. Like, if he was, if he hadn't been for UA, he might have stood a chance against all the other assassins, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm as, I was assuming that there were already other Harkonnen agents planted in case UA failed. Um, there so, was, but I feel like, I don't know. It's I don't know, but UA is the closest, probably. Yeah. Like, so. like, conditioning. What about your conditioning? I don't know, <laughs> yeah. It reminds me. And, and the thing is, yeah, I mean, it, UA can't definitively say he, he's dead anyway. It reminds me of the CIA's attempts to assassinate uh, Fidel Castro back oh, in yeah. the, the 60s or something or where that way is tried to assassinate him i don't know like 50 times or whatever they had like a famous cigar bomb or something yeah it, it didn't oh. work and they had so many weird things and it didn't work right i heard there's also like another i think maybe it was in russia but they try like give like like poison cola or something to like a like a russian dictator <laughs> yeah i don't know the cia yeah. is uh, i don't know it's quite interesting please, interesting please don't please don't come after me <laughs> yeah um, please do not try any of these methods of assassination uh-huh indeed yeah, indeed right Actually, but no, i'm broke so i can't buy anything anyways <laughs> right so but by kind of what i was getting at is that there's always a way to avoid all of these assassinations mm-hmm. um so it's just it's just like ua couldn't have definitively said ua has to realize that he's the reason why the duke is gonna die um yeah. so i i don't know it's it's a, it's a little blind um it's a bit uh, of a also, blind like, statement yeah i guess we'll never moment, know yeah in that moment when ua explains why he's doing this Lido looks up and then like it describes like ua as having like a I don't know, what was it a like, crazed look like sweat on his brow and a sweat on like his jaw or something like that he's probably I mean, still fighting the conditioning man. Yeah. yeah he's probably still fighting yeah. the conditioning i i know like mm-hmm. like a mental struggle will make you sweat oh yeah like, i found the quote so lido stared up at us seeing madness in the man's eyes the perspiration along brow and chin yeah he has all these mental struggles it's one he's he just fought against his imperial conditioning by killing those two people and harming lido right so that's one mental struggle the other mental struggle is his devotion to the Atreides versus his hate for the harkonnens and then all this stuff just running through his head, I can see why he's going mad. Uh, it's it's just so many, so many different stressors, right? Mm-hmm. What's another like? What's super funny to me is how Yuel is trying to like tell the Duke, like, imply to the Duke that he must remember. He's like emphasizing, emphasizing like the words "you" and like "tooth." He expects like Leto to remember to kill the Baron under all the duress and inhibition. He'll be under like the drugs, right? As like a valued prisoner of war, he's just like stressing so hard, like Lido, you must do it. Like he's repeating himself too. It's uh-huh. like, bro, please, like you just you just stabbed him with a tranquilizer dart. Chill out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, indeed. Right. So, um, yeah. So it's like it's funny that um that UA like emphasizes the words like you and tooth 
because he expects Leto to remember to kill the Baron, right? Um, so, I mean, I think like there's like possibilities here that like, something in the drug alters his memory and forces him to, to fixate on, on it. I like an, obs- I, I, I mean, I keep thinking this would be like an obsession, right? Or potentially since the, the Duke knows he's dead, at least he can take down the Baron with him since it would be kind of like a, a kamikaze effect, right? So uh, he, he just I goes mean, in yeah. and, and suicide bombs with literally, so also, I don't know, suicide, uh, smoke bombs the baron suicide mission yeah right Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know an eye for an eye moment Mm -hmm. indeed except you where it gets to live (laughs) yeah so Um, it's not i don't know not everyone's brought to justice but hey there's some positives in the downsides too you know you guys giving him options mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) oh does that all lead to death yeah that that too (laughs) but it mentions later on inside this chapter that like shaitan or shaitan yeah i think shaitan like, is more correct saying that out last time like shaitan okay guys oh yeah honestly. <laughs> but uh, when i searched it up i was like who is this guy like it was a and there's another word for the devil satan or like an evil spirit so it's literally satan, muslim, yeah. yeah but it's a muslim culture right it's in muslim countries according to google i'm not actually sure because i'm not i'm, I'm not islamic so according to google it said in muslim countries that's what they called it so you had told the Duke, he's like, I made a Shaitan's bargain with the Baron. And it's just like, it's weird. Cause like, you would, why did he agree to this bargain? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Cause uh-huh. he like, he knew that he's like, once he sees the Baron, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to happen. Like, how is he going to know when he sees the Baron? He's like, all the Bennett just like training that his wife been teaching will kick in. Like, oh man, I know that he, that my wife is alive or dead. But even then, just like to pay this ridiculous price just for the chance to meet face to face with the Baron and then find out that she's already dead. Like, did he not think that through? Like, maybe he did think that through, but like, it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, not, it's, yeah. I wonder if this is metaphorically a quote unquote deal with the devil, as that he trades his allegiance to the Duke in order to gain back Wana, or is there some literal meaning to this? I can't really imagine. He's I mean, it's literally Baron Harkonnen's the yeah, devil. The devil. <laughs> it's just that's a that's a funny thought. That's um, a bit of a stretch in my I opinion. Think, it is. I think it's just a saying, right? I, th- I think mm-hmm. it's just a saying. Right. Yeah. It's honestly quite ridiculous. He, Yue, did all all of this for this one moment. Mm-hmm. The dedication must be absolutely insane. I yeah. really can't imagine what type of emotions he must be feeling. Honestly, doubt, yeah. guilt, determination. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, like, just for like a chance. I don't to see if she's even quite alive. understand. Sorry, the, there's no guarantee that she's even alive too, and he's like, oh, I don't know. He's yeah, I don't. Away. I don't quite understand why he expects the Baron to keep up his part of the bargain. We already know that he's evil, so it's probably not going to happen. Right? Yeah, I mean, evil is as evil does. I suppose no way the Baron is going to fall for all of this. Uh-huh. Yui's plan is a little too much on the opposite end of the spectrum. He's a little too carefree and that it's like idealized something's mm-hmm. gonna happen that we're unaware of and that you isn't aware of and won't factor in any of his calculations especially <laughs> yeah, like, since Oof. the baron knows that ua hates him right it's pretty clear so and why he hates him so it's yeah. not it's the baron's gonna be suspecting some double crossing here um as yeah. soon as ua's job is done he's gonna die that's my that's my thought <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, unless there's some sort of binding vow in the Dune universe, I don't really see why he's confident that the bargain oh. or the Baron's gonna do anything. Yeah. So true. are you like referring to like how like in some books they're just like if you say something like the gods will keep you like keep yeah keep you in check like in uh-huh. Percy Jackson they yeah. swear on the river stinks or something. Uh-huh, yeah. Because... And then I think in Aragon they do some sort of like do something with their true names. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah true yeah i, I don't know there's but i don't think there's anything like that in, in, in this uh, world. yeah in uh in Tolkien, they swear upon eru aluvatar like the one god in the in that so right. it's so that there's nothing like that in this world since it's sci-fi there's nothing you fanta- fantasy-ish that literally enforces this right but yeah um right so i, I don't really know what how how how, how uh the baron will actually be able to to uh, i don't think that baron will fulfill his end of the bargain yeah i really don't know where ua's optimism comes from right he's yeah. no copium <laughs> so leto's like notice of just like the left side of ua's jaw 
twisting whenever he speaks. It's kind of insightful to how Leto is barely holding on to his current level of consciousness mm-hmm. because, like, he's he's all he can see is this one tiny spot on his cheek, right? It's kind of awkward, but it also symbolizes the loss in his trust of what Yue is telling him. Right, and I think the the muscle twitching is kind of his uh you know when you're super uptight you clench your jaw and then mm-hmm. and then there's that muscle right it's just it's yeah. ua again he's mad he's just going insane and then he's uh it's Pushing just all this out. it's all this internal internal conflict and it shows here he has all this tension um right but again I, i'd be honestly surprised if Lido has any trust left whatsoever for ua because i know i wouldn't especially not after this level of an orchestrated betrayal not just any betrayal it's been it's clearly been planned uh-huh. yeah yeah but i'm also like confused on another end because when you would like makes this bargain with like the duke he's like if you do this i'll save paul right and jessica but he makes it sound so easy because like another thing like it's like his idealism coming back here he's like i'll kill the baron and then I'll also save paul and jessica <laughs> but let's be honest come on guys like do the people that you would describe like of like being like hates the harkness enough to even like burn a chair wherever harkness sat do they even exist because like, in this world we see like the fremen probably hate the harkness a lot mm-hmm. and even they probably wouldn't just like burn a chair where, like, it's not at that level okay let's be honest right, <laughs> it's not like yeah. a religious level so i mean it so, could like, be yeah i, I maybe but does that mean like they went okay so after the harkness pull out you the fremen didn't go and like burn every single chair in, in the city okay well yeah <laughs> sure I, I don't know though if, <laughs> if i was being hunted for sport i'd be uh pretty bad i mean I, i'd be mad too but it's just like wait, i don't know so like who is you were referring to if it's not the fremen right and it's like a big promise coming from someone who's probably going to be executed right away after the poisonous gas where it's oh. all he's mm-hmm. he can't make such a promise like that i don't know you're right yeah i don't know so i i, I go ahead sorry yeah so i'm quite also confused by what he said because who else could it be except for the fremen right uh-huh. i mean it could ha- have to do with some other anti-harkonnens but we haven't been introduced to them yet but yeah i don't really yeah. see who else it could be apart from the fremen because they're the only people on the planet yeah i yeah. concur i definitely thought it was fremen however i how did the Fremen agree to what UA said, considering UA doesn't have allegiances to the Fremen? So this exactly. is where, again, I, I keep thinking accomplice, Kynes, he's Liet, right? So oh. because Kynes is technically on Team Harkonnen, they're probably working together somehow. Um, and But also yeah. kind of shifty as well. Himself. Yeah, I don't know. Kynes is, I think, more of a pure character than UA is. UA is just a revenge-driven character. Yeah. But, uh, he's, yeah, he's a lot more pure um so i i don't know because i can't think of others on arrakis as filmer said that hate the harkonnens with as much passion as the fremen although again ua saying that he quote-unquote saved jessica and paul may be a (laughs) bit premature right because something will happen to fool's master plan he's way too confident it's not even a master plan he's just Mm -hmm. desperate he's just saying stuff to make (laughs) to justify himself Mm -hmm. yeah definitely Hey, but he does redeem himself in one thing. He at least took the Dukel signet off of Lido and keeps it for Paul, right? But yeah, honestly, it's still pretty suspicious because, like, if you handed a ring that's supposed to like signify like your father's like authority over uh, a, a what was it? Uh-huh. A kingdom, a no, planet? I don't uh, know. Yeah, a, a thief, right? A thief, right? Yeah. That word. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you handed a son that you have to tell him that their father's dead and he was gonna be pretty suspicious when he does do that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's the least he can do, considering he's about to bring the entire Atreides house to ruins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. still respects the Atreides too. I mean, I can tell. Even though his intentions are all wrong, he definitely still values the family. And he he's he keeps saying, Oh, my poor Duke, my dear Duke, even though it's a little mocking, <laughs> right? And a little bit yeah. a little bit talking down I, I can't place the exact condescending right um it's he still you know respects them as people who have hosted him for for many years and and, yeah. and i think his intentions are all wrong purely because his logic is wrong he believes that the duke is dead already even though he isn't um mm-hmm. and that he's just oh if you're dead you know i'll i'll he, he probably has this he probably has this weird idea of oh i'll give you this opportunity 
redeem it's, yourself yeah, or something. Yeah, I'll give you this opportunity to, in your death, you know, do accomplish something meaningful. So it's all twisted, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I probably really messed up. <laughs> it's it's all twisted, but it's not his fault. It's just it's just you know you can't help but feel a little bit bad for him. Yeah, um, desperate times call for desperate measures. Right. Yeah. Okay, so at the end of the chapter, so and in Texas we have remember the Alamo, but in yeah. Dune we have remember the tooth. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought that parallel was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it's <Yeah>. pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. So it's also kind of funny that Yue hissed at Lido because why does he need to say it that way when he's right in front of him? He's like, remember the tooth, even though he's like right in front of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe just for impressions. Yeah, it's probably some form of psychology or whatever. He's imprinting it into his conscience consciousness as his last memory. So I don't know. He'll have easier <laughs> recollection when it actually. I don't know. But sure. it's funny. It's just the you just you have you see some crazy guy with a square face, some purple lips, and then he's just he's just he's saying "Remember the tooth," and you can barely hear. It. It's kind of, since it's coming out of an echo chamber, you can, you can just imagine it. It's out of context. It sounds so weird. Yeah, honestly. it sounds like so, something like somebody doing drugs would dream up. Uh huh. Honestly, know. yeah, that's. It's pretty funny, and I thought I thought it was a bit of a humorous note to end the chapter because it's such a it's such a I won't say cliche, but um, it's an archetypal uh, fade out of consciousness, right? So it's yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, it so funny. It's just this 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 guy, you know, you're you're a killer. Well, this, this guy's not killer, but you're sabotageur, uh, you know, hissing something at you. Yeah, the um, final imagery. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, and with that we have ended off the the discussion for the chapter but um but we will head into the quote section so as usual each of us picks uh one of our favorite quotes from this chapter and we will do a little bit of discussion about it um so film i'll let you take it away okay so my favorite quote of this chapter is by making it appear they're dead by secreting them among people who draw a knife at hearing the harkonnen name who hate the Harkonnen so much that they'll burn a chair in which a Harkonnen has sat, salt the ground over which a Harkonnen has walked. So I chose this quote because it gave us a ray of hope that Paul and Jessica will be able to survive the ordeal. Because yeah. although Yue is kind of untrustable, I feel that this, what he said here, had a note of truth in it. Right, yeah. yeah. Un- Unfortunately, truth, yeah. Lido probably won't make it, but as long as Paul is alive, the Atreides will live on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Lido guys, come on. Yeah, I mean, Lido's yeah. Lido's a good guy, but really, I this whole book is about Paul. So maybe, yeah. maybe <laughs> again, as we discussed before, it kind of throws him into the role, and that he's forced mm-hmm. to take it. So he doesn't. He he has to adapt very fast, right? Mm-hmm. Also, it's always tragedies that create the greatest heroes. Right? That's yeah, true. definitely. I mean, it's Love just that. you have to go through. A lot of really bad hardships. things. Yeah, hardships yeah. and adversity, right? You have to overcome that in order to be OP protagonist. We don't have hardship. Right. You got you gotta have the sob story, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was little, it's like it explains all your motivations. <laughs> when I was I little, the Harkonnens killed my father. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Coming to theaters near you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't it like a song? Never mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, so yeah, really great quote. I really like that. Um, but I'll take on take on my quote now. Um, quote, my poor Juana taught me many things, and one is to see certainty of truth when the stress is great. I cannot do it always, but when I see the Baron, then I will know. So I'm not too sure actually how to interpret this. Um, and I was a little skeptical when choosing this quote because I'm not so sure if my interpretation will be adequate. But um, I believe that when Yue is brought before the Baron, he'll be able to see whether the Baron actually fulfilled his part of the Shaitan bargain, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I'm assuming his part of the bargain is not killing Wana, so he'll be able to see in, somehow in the Baron's countenance or in his facial expressions or something whether he actually pulled the trigger on Wana. Um, so, yeah. It, and I think the bigger implication of this quote is that it shows that ua learned some tricks of the bene Gesserit. in this case it would be truth saying so being able to tell truth from lie fact from fiction yeah. um so this kind of implies that the ways of the bene Gesserit can be taught to anyone to a certain extent i suppose it can't be uh to to a full extent you won't be a full 
revered mother like Bene Gesserit, right? But mm-hmm. um, but this kind of also kind of implies that instruction doesn't need to start from childhood. It could start into your adulthood, and you can still pick up a lot of tricks because we know you that could. because because we know that in the actual Bene Gesserit society, um, there the uh, kids, the little babies, are delivered to. Uh, the Bene Gesserit very, very young. Very young, yeah. yeah. So, so their their training starts from childhood. But here we can see that not necessarily right. There's hope for you yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, young master. Yeah. I guess only, I guess you have to be a young child to learn the voice, but you can learn everything you else. Learn the other psychological stuff of being a politician. Anytime, as long as you're willing to put into effort, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. The magical stuff. I don't know, guys. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you can uh, develop the 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 voice, which is quite, I think, sophisticated. Yeah. I think that's on another level. Yeah, we still don't know how the voice works entirely. Yeah, well, I mean, we kind of know it's about knowing the other person and whatnot, but it's uh, not still not clear, right? Continue mm-hmm. gatekeeping the voice. From everyone yeah, else. it's <laughs> scientifically it's still not clear, and I'm not so sure it'll ever be clear since it is a Ben and Just Root thing. It's a secret. Guys. Yeah, it's a secret. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah, keep it secret. Keep it safe. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's go on to my quote. I have. Leto stilled his sudden constriction of fear, darted down the passage, crouched beside a crawling figure. So this is like, it highlights a really good quality of Leto, which is that he's able to overcome his own fear, right? He steals his sudden construction of fear when he saw Mapes and Tuwick dead, right? Instead of running away, like we've been joking about this entire chapter, and I mean this entire podcast, he actually goes towards them. But we see that he does have fear, so he's human, guys. Mm, definitely, <laughs> uh, yeah. In a way, it's also pretty sad because I'm gonna be honest. It's probably gonna be one of his last few moments of greatness that we're gonna see. And it might be one of his last points of view too. I'm assuming if if everything goes according to plan, the next one will be him crunching down on that tooth. You know, he's gonna be drugged, guys. So I don't think he's not gonna have a very helpful point of view anyway. It'll just be it'll just be all this figurative imagery of you know his vision swam. You know, his uh-huh. it sound everything sounded echoey and whatever, right? So yeah, he heard the Baron's gloating voice. Yeah, how do you it's describe just, a drug addict yeah, guy? He fluttered in and out of consciousness, right? So it's, it's <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's if we ever get another point of view from him, it'll be that. Um, assuming assuming he doesn't have some some great escape, you know, Harry Houdini yeah. like yeah. And we already discussed that's probably not possible. Seeing how uh. Herbert has stuck mainly to our expected plot line. Yeah, yeah. Right. So But like I just wanted to know how like this quality though it got him in trouble is one of the reasons why he's so popular, right? Like mm-hmm. he will put himself in the position of high risk when he sees that someone is hurt, right? When he sees the danger that others are, he's willing to make himself vulnerable. As a direct result, however, this greatest strength of his is also his greatest weakness, and which is what allowed Yue to bait Lido in a way into this unsuspecting spot to get paralyzed mm-hmm. and yeah you just right. knows him too well he just got baited yeah just i mean I, i'm sure if ua could use the voice he would uh be able to control Lido anyway just... like i'm also sure that like ua is not that good of a shot where like he could hit a moving target so he mm-hmm. really needed the duke to be shocked and like down and like helping right mm-hmm. yeah and then yeah ua kind of had this all planned he probably especially with ua's obsession over this um this betrayal he's probably spent many late nights he's like i know that leader will pass by this room in about five minutes yeah it's just Mm. in 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 four minutes 14 seconds and 38 milliseconds leader will step onto this stone tile and then i will (laughs) shoot it at this angle with this velocity and then you know it's just he probably has it all dart will hit him straight in the leg or something yeah dart will hit him straight in the leg and it'll be 0.38 seconds before he starts feeling the effects and it's just you know I'm just just, like counting down his head right now it's like how long will i have to speak to him before he knocks out i was like yeah, yeah. Just, i mean what can i say it was well played yeah it, it was yeah, well played true. he masterminded the whole thing i have to give him that um even though i don't like Credit it words do yeah mm-hmm. honestly um so that's yeah so the ua's had this all planned um and mm-hmm. and yeah so it's it's a, a good look at his character, really, and his obsession with his plan. Why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we have managed to 
extend a five page chapter into <laughs> one hour and five <laughs> minutes but uh, wow. uh but um fortunately for y'all listeners who are probably super tired of us by now uh that concludes the discussion of this episode of the do not enter podcast uh, make sure to read to the end of chapter 19 which is 10 pages uh save us please and uh <laughs> tune in next time when we discuss it as always thanks to all of you listeners for being patient with us especially this episode and being interested in our thoughts um follow us on instagram at do not enter reddit you slash do not enter and twitter at do not enter and email us at do not enter at gmail.com that is d-u-n-e-n-o-t-e-n-t-e-r at gmail.com uh please contact us with questions feedback or i dare say corrections um but i mean we probably did make a, a multitude of mistakes this episode especially in that physics discussion um so yeah. all those physics phds from mit you know you, you know who to who to email <laughs> um right so um, another thing that we would really appreciate is if you guys could make it iTunes account or a Spotify account um, and give us a, a five star review or any review that you deem us uh, worthy of. Um, it really it just takes a few seconds of your time and it yeah. really helps us um, one give, get get like a good look on what we need to improve and also it helps us move up the charts, which is of course really important in our growing podcast. So um, that would be very much appreciated uh, and we would be really grateful. Um, otherwise, have a great week, and we will see you all back very soon. See you guys. Bye, guys.